It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. This is the Prep Rally Podcast brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I am Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Boys, we are locked and loaded. We have tournament play underway in classes 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A that have started this week. So district tournaments are there. And in the larger school classifications, Ricky, the 6A, 5As, they're down to, what, three, three, maybe four. Some have four. I think maybe a makeup game hanging out there, maybe Henry yeah. or somebody. But pretty much three games left in conference play uh, that, that will get taken care of uh, on this Friday if we don't get another snow apocalypse again this week. Uh, but this Friday, then next Tuesday and Friday, and I think there's a, a makeup game, Henry, hanging out there on a Saturday, I think. Is that right? Right. It, that would be uh, – Springdale Harbor Girls, Girls against Bentonville West. Right, and then that will wrap it up. And, of course, that will then start the real postseason for all teams with the state tournament the next week because regionals you know, are next week for the schools in 4A and, and below. So everybody will get all caught up. And I believe, Henry, was that March the 3rd? Something I think is Wednesday or March, March 1st, 1st on Tuesday. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Ricky, it's here. But, you know, the end of the basketball season, the postseason, the real season, the season everybody, you know, only the season that people care about is here. You know what? People talk about March Madness, and I think it's even been copyrighted. You know, they use itself uh, furniture, mattress. I tell you what, I like frantic February. I like that. I mean, can you copy that? Copyright that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, yeah, but I think I stole it from somebody else. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's frantic. Everybody, you know, we got the races going on, uh, trying to get to seedings. You don't want to end up on the other side of North Little Rock or whatever. And then the girls are coming down there. I saw a great game last night at Harbor. I had a fought, fight off a team. So it's all over the place. You pick up the paper, and some teams surprisingly being eliminated in their district tournament. So this is uh, one of the year, uh, time, time of year we just – Thoroughly enjoy. It is. Uh, Leland, uh, I think, and, and, or Henry, you can, you can uh, back, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I You're think wrong. I count. <laughs> well, you my wife now. Uh, so, anyway, I think I counted nine for, for, in our coverage area, in the 12 county coverage area that, that the Democrat Gazette, Northwest Democrat Gazette covers. Nine district tournaments are being played right now. You are correct, and I can even name them all for you. We have the 4A1, That's the 4A4, the 3A1, 3A4, 3A5, 2A1, 2A4. I've lost fingers. The 1A1 West and the 1A1 East. I believe that's nine, like Rain Man. Yes, he is. And Henry probably had all those memorized, too. He did. Yeah, he's an idiot savant, but more of a savant. Yeah. I'm more the idiot. So yeah. see, see how there it works? It works well together. Yep. Um, so nine conference tournaments, district tournaments, whatever, however we're going to classify those. I like, Ricky, you said conference tournaments. I like conference tournaments. I, that's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, well, do you know, you guys want to know the reason, the, the difference? What is the difference? Well, and, and I didn't know this for a long time, but, of course, they've always been called districts, and then at some point it kind of morphed into conferences. And – they are 99% of the time the same thing, a district tournament and a conference tournament because they all play together. Well, several years ago I was playing a or covering a district tournament in Alma, and the conference that Alma was in and Van Buren was in, um, Waldron did not play in the regular season 
round robin with the other teams, but okay. they were because they didn't they they chose not to play uh, the round robin because they had been moved up. Okay, but they were um, eligible, of course, to play in the district tournament, and I think they were seated last. So because they were in the district but did not play in the round robin in the conference. It truly was a district tournament. Okay. Okay. It so doesn't happen very often. Well, so I can go ahead and keep calling it conference then, right? Ricky, yeah, we, we, it, you can it, call it, it whatever It was probably you want. 30 years ago when it happened. Okay. So. It's, it's not like you're going to change if we take it a change. So, oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's going on. And, and Henry last night had a, had a major upset. At least I, I think it was a pretty major upset. Shallow Christian Girls knocks off Pea Ridge last night in the – uh, tournament over the 4A1 <laughs> tournament over uh, at at Pea Ridge, um, so major props there to Shallow Christian girls and uh, getting a win there, and uh, they would play on Wednesday night for a chance to punch their ticket to regionals. Uh, so so big one there, I, th- I thought anyway. Yeah, beating Pea Ridge on Pea Ridge's home floor, yeah, yeah, and soundly by 12 points, it was 60 to 48. You know uh, that we had that we had you know. The 4A1 conference tournament is built a little bit different than the others simply because with nine teams in the conference, they right. chose to split into two divisions, right. east and Hel- west. And helps with travel. Yeah, hel- and, and help with scheduling because otherwise you're looking at a 16-game uh, s- yeah. schedule in conference play. Well, this allowed it to condense it. One plays 11, one plays 12. But uh, anyway, Shiloh Christian is like, the four seed out of the east, uh, while P. Ridge was the three seed out of the west. West, right. So even though they're close proximity to each other, yeah, miles. But but uh, but the four A one has provided some interesting things already. Prairie Groves girls and Shallow Christians boys have already won twice on back to back days to move to quarterfinals. There you they go. win again Wednesday night. Either one of them. They're in the semifinals. They're in the regional next the regional. week. Wow. Now, something we don't talk about a lot, too, uh, Ricky, uh, is that Lisa Bivens, the coach at Shiloh Christian, is from the John Hutchcraft tree of coaches and former players. She played at Guy Perkins for wow. John Hutchcraft. So okay. you put her and Ashley Hutchcraft at Conway. And is Vic it Rimmer? Vic Rimmer? Also Vic part Rimmer. of that same coaching mm-hmm. tree. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's a – that's a pretty good coaching tree. Absolutely. <laughs> Put those three together and just yell out snowbird and see what happens. There you go. <laughs> so, again, congratulations, Shallow Christian for uh, girls for a big win last night and the Shallow Christian boys, you know, for a big win. So we've got that going on. Uh, Henry, the 4A, 4A1, uh, they will play their semifinals on uh, Friday night and the finals will be on Saturday. Uh, again, teams that advance to the semifinals already will have punched their ticket to the regional next week. Uh, that goes for all of the conference tournaments. Um, and so we want to also let you know that there are five regional tournaments that will be played in the 12-county area that the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette covers next week. That would be the 4A North, which will be played in Farmington. Correct. The 3A1, which will be played in Harrison. Uh-uh. No. Um, okay. Boonville. 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 Uh, the other 3A, the 3A3, three, region 3, is at Lamar. Lamar. The 2A West, West is at Eureka Springs. Springs. And the 1A1 
is in county line or, Correct. or, or branch, but the county right. line school. So that's five regionals. So uh, fans of uh, of basketball, especially the you know the four A and below, um, you know if you're a fan of that, and and man, there's just nothing like those smaller schools uh, hosting these things. They 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 put on a fine show, Leland. I know you know that. You know you've been to a few. We've all been to a few. And uh, so get out and uh, uh, you know go out there and catch some of this good basketball. You know most of us kind of cut our teeth on the small school scene. We did, yes. yes. Uh, you know, before we started, you know, there was always somebody else at that time covering a Fayetteville and a North Side and a South Side. So you know, we were we were glad to go to County Line and Charleston and cover holiday tournaments. Yes, sir. And uh, boy, you just kind of fall in love with those small yes. school tournaments, uh, especially when you walk into the hospitality room. Yes, sir. I was just fixing to mention that, Ricky. <laughs> uh, Ricky, I know that you've been over to West Fork. Uh, when, you know, back in the day when David Farrell was coaching over there and they would host yeah. a regional and, and uh, you know, did a great job. And they had whoever – I can't remember who it is that makes the fried pies over in the West Fork area, but they would have those in the yeah. hospitality room. And, uh, oh, my <clears throat> goodness, you know, they would they would do it. And, but what was really fun would be when, when Farmington and or Prairie Grove would host these tournaments and they would, boy, go back – they would battle to see who had the best hospitality. Hey, I remember being somewhere and they had, like, Four different uh, brands of chili, and uh, you know it might be with beans, and this is a little bit more Tex-Mex. That's a little bit more something. And I've always maybe you guys uh, agree or disagree. I think the lower you go, the more the hospitality, the more they're glad to have you as far as classification. I, I would, I agree, I'd agree with that. Oh, I, I definitely, yeah. I've I've actually been at places when like regionals, the, the smaller school stuff like that. If you do not make at least two trips to the hospitality room that week you're gonna offend somebody they take offense to it oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How, many, how many how many yeah, they're insulted yeah. <laughs> how many plates you how many plates you had Just one and now on contrast at one time in pine bluff you know the, the you know those folks are poor down there and everything but i think they served the same uh bags of hot dogs for like eight straight days at this whatever they were the highest classification we had by the eighth dogs. day the hot dogs were walking in yeah, they were they were they were shriveled up by by the eighth we're still day. here because <laughs> hot dogs should not be green. Yeah, no, yeah. no. That's uh, I'll get my tetanus shot. The the uh, go well, to the that, doctor. And that's why you pour chili on it, so you don't have to look at it. There you go. So that's what's going on in the four A and below. So let's jump up to the six A West, where Fayetteville boys, uh, Ricky, they won their fourteenth straight game. Now I tell you what, Henry, it wasn't a gimme. It wasn't easy. You know, Rogers, Rogers gave them a tough uh, battle last night. It was fifty to fifty with. What under a minute left, right, or yeah. something like that? You, you thought this was going to be a blowout when you seen end of the first quarter. It was seventeen to four. Yeah, and thinking, oh, here they go. But Rogers made a game of it. Uh, of course, it was at Mountie Arena, and and they made it close, a lot closer, probably than what uh, some people thought. Yeah, they end up fifty five fifty. Fayetteville wins that one. Uh, Ornett gains a big sophomore, six four ish, six three, six four, six five sophomore. Uh, for Fayetteville, had 23 last night. And hey, look, uh, look, let me interject at this point. This is this why we want you people. You're going to see this kid Ornette oh, yeah. Gaines on the college level. I, I won't go any more further than that. This kid is just stout. He is. When you go out there and watch the game, say, well, which one's Ornette? He's the biggest, the baddest one over there, and he's only a sophomore. That guy is muscled up. He's solid, and he's got a hell of a future in front of Henry, him. Henry, have go you seen see him, him play? Have you had a chance to yeah, see him play? I saw him last uh, Friday night against Bentonville. You know, we we talk about the power, but this kid can. He can do it he, all. He can hit the three-pointer. Yeah. And 
He hit the game, uh, what proved to be the game-winning shot against Bentonville on a move where he goes from right to left. He glides. And then he flips the ball over his head, and it goes in reverse layup style off the glass. I tell you what, I've seen him play now three times, and uh, I love his demeanor on the court. He is – his face, he never. His body language is great. He never, he, he he never seems to have any kind of emotional high or low. It's like he makes a three pointer. He goes down the other end, plays defense. Yep. You know, he he gets called for a foul. No, there's no Nothing. change in expression at all. And man, you know, that's not something that that you either. That's not something you can coach. A, a kid either has that or they don't. And I really like that. But I tell you what, Ricky. My boy Landon Glassberg. I love to watch him play with his shiny gold shoes yep. on. And uh, Leland, I, 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 I don't know if you've had a chance to see Fayetteville play or if you had a chance to see him down at Southside or whatever, but uh, Landon Glasper is very animated. He, But it's animated. His, Good one. He's got a Magic Johnson-style smile yep. that he just plays with the whole, the whole game, and uh, he's just fun to watch. Even with the refs, he's uh, – uh, talking back and forth, maybe yeah. slapping him on the back. Yeah, uh, he's just something. a great, great kid, and I love watching that kid play. And uh, I tell you what, Fayetteville is uh, – boy, Brad Stamps has done a, just a fantastic As job As you knew there. he would. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, Fayetteville boys, they are uh, – Ricky, in my show this week, I said zero. Zero is the number this week. Zero, as in zero losses for Fayetteville boys. Zero losses is for the Harbor, Springdale Harbor girls on the girls' side in the 6A West. Harbor girls took care of business last night. Again, our girl Kaylin Coons had another big game, but they have, they have a little young player too. Ricky, pretty good player. Oh, yeah, the, uh, Delaney. Delaney, she's a sophomore. And uh, let's see, who was it? Yeah, Patience McDaniel goes out with two fouls. And I'm looking around and say, uh-oh, man, they may be in a little bit of trouble here at Harbor. But no, just Kaylin Coons. I mean, she's just a great, you know, she's going to play volleyball. She is a great basketball yeah. player. And then Delaney Roller comes over there, fume from the corner, fume from the corner, fume. She end up hitting six of seven, uh, three-pointers. She adds another um, uh, weapon to that uh, Springdale Har- Harbor girls uh, basketball arsenal. But, you know, I was we, we take videos now. And I didn't realize I'm trying to get a picture of Kaylin because I know she's, uh, you know, she's a good player, yes. and I would try to get her. And when I go back and look at how much she moves to get the ball, she starts over here and goes over there and gets in position. So that's when you really appreciate, you know, when we're just watching the game, we're watching whoever scores, but you got to see how they're always constant. These top players always constantly moving. Uh, Kalen is a great player, and Harbor is going to be tough. Um, I, I know the Central is loaded and boys and girls, but Harbor is going to be tough in postseason. Well, spe- especially when you look, and there's a very good chance that Northside is going to be that four seed out of that conference in the Central. It's a real possibility that they could be the four seed. They will uh, probably be the three seed. They may seed. be, but they still have to beat Cabot on the road. Yeah. And Cabot gave them a really tough game at home. I tell you what, Ricky, and I know you've seen this look. You're married. I know you've seen this look. Henry, there's no doubt he's seen this look. And you know I get this look most of the time. When I do something wrong and my wife looks at me with, th- with that look, the look. You know what I'm talking about, the look. Yep. Okay. Well, last Friday night at uh, the Harbor game, and they were they were ahead of, of Bentonville West by a good margin until the fourth quarter, and Bentonville West mounted a little run, and things kind of kind of frazzled a little bit for Harbor, and they quit playing hard, and and uh, Patius picked up a foul and a technical foul Uh-oh. for saying something, uh, which was foul number four committed, foul number five on the technical, 
and Coach Kim Jenkins gave her that look. Wow. She got that look, and then oh, when she woo. got over to the sideline, she got one ear chewed off, and I think she might have turned her head and got the other ear chewed off, had no ears left, because after Coach got done with that's her. That's good coaching. And, that's good coaching. And, and Kim uh, does and great Kim, job. And Kim was um, – they won – they still won by 15, but, but Kim had to uh, – when she was walking off the court – I've been around a few times, Ricky. I know, you know, I can, I can tell with somebody, when, when, when a female coach is upset because I have a lot of experience with making female, my, my wife upset. So <laughs> I can recognize that. So anyway, I knew she was upset, and I said, Kim, just whenever you're ready, you take your time yep. whenever you're ready. You and know what? There was a double whammy. I get it from my wife. It started with my mother. when I Until I was 11 years old, I thought my name was Damn It Ricky Lynn. <laughs> but now I get that from my wife. But, you know, Kim, she played the game. Yes, she she know, yep, and yep. she's telling this young, hot uh, shot. It you was know, a co- what coaches call a teachable moment. A teachable moment. moment. A teachable, teachable moment. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she was uh, – uh, they're happy to be 10-0, but they – they know there's a bigger picture out there, yep. and she's coaching hard for that bigger picture. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I think Kim Jenkins is a great coach, and I've said that at Valley Springs, and I say that now. She she is a great coach, and uh, it didn't take her long to put her 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 thumbprints on that Harbor program, and they're you know they're rolling. Um, so that's what's going on in the six A West for the for the top teams. Now Leland, we've talked about this. Everybody here's talked about this. The battle for that two seed in the conference on the boys side is not probably going to be decided, Henry, till next Friday night. Uh, next, not this coming, next Friday night, the final, the final night. Yeah, we're sitting right now as it stands right now. Springdale has possession of the number two seed. They do. West is one game back yep. at number three after last night when they beat uh, Bentonville in overtime. Now Bentonville has fallen to the four seed. Yep. So, it, but we still have Springdale has to play. Fayetteville uh, Friday night. Fayetteville Friday yep. night. Springdale still has to play Bentonville. Uh, there's still plenty of – Well, Jeremy uh, – you know, Walter Woody covered the game last night down at Southside and Springdale at Southside. And, oh, by, before I forget, too, congratulations, Springdale girls got a win last night. They beat Southside down there. Uh, oh, good. But, uh, but Springdale boys did get a win over Southside. But Jeremy Price said our toughest three games are the final three games. You know, those are going to be the toughest three games. And so, uh, anyway, it, it'll be tough. But uh, – Ricky, you mentioned Ornette Gaines being, you know, sophomore. By the way, Fayetteville starts three of those, three sophomores. Yeah. Uh, Springdale starts two freshmen, two freshmen, and they are fantastic freshmen. Like the leading scorers and almost, they, right? Yeah, well, and, and last, nine, last night Muldrew had 31 uh, points down at Southside. So, uh, you know, the 6A West, the younger the, – the, the young kids, the young guns in the 6A West are, are – uh, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the girls' side, Ricky, clear, I mean, uh, uh, Henry cleared up a little bit more last night, I think. Uh, Fayetteville girls walloped Rogers last night, and that was a surprise to me. Wow. Uh, not that Fayetteville won because they're very capable. They they took Harbor to the wire and uh, in, in, in overtime, uh, but they beat Rogers by 20. So that that's a big loss for Rogers because Bentonville – took care of its business against Bentonville West, and now Bentonville appears to me anyway to be, I mean, they're fir- firmly entrenched in that two seed. Yeah, they're, they're now a game ahead of both Rogers and Rogers Heritage, which leads to Friday night's game. Bentonville gets the host, Rogers, Rogers yep. uh, in the rematch. And uh, this, you know, it's set up nicely for Bentonville, if they can win this one against Rogers, because they'll end the season with Springdale and Southside. Right, right. 
So that's what's going on at 6A West. Again, the boys race, I think, you know, it's, it's not, not Fayette, by the way, Fayetteville with the win against Springdale Friday night would win the outright conference championship. Their win last night uh, clinched at least a share of the conference championship. So they have a three-game lead with three to go. So they've clinched at least a share of the conference championship. They win it outright with the win Friday night at home against Springdale. Leland, you had a chance to see last night the juggernaut of all juggernauts wow. in the state, in the boys, in Class 6A. What was your take on North Little Rock last night? Well, they are more of a team than what I thought they were. I mean, you know, uh, obviously two McDonald's All-Americans, only the ninth and 10th McDonald's All-Americans from the state of Arkansas that played high school football or basketball here. Um, so obviously they've garnered most of the attention. They were garnering most of the attention before the season started. You know, there was a little bit of dispute back before the season started right. about Nick Smith being eligible right. and all that. Right. Well, that was just – that quadrupled when they were named McDonald's All-Americans because yeah. we all know that that is the pinnacle of a high school uh, – you know, basketball player to go to, you know, Chicago and play in that in March. So when that happened, it just automatically uh, became the, uh, you know, the North of the Rock traveling all-stars and motor kings. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And, and, and a road show. And, you know, Nick Smith has been fantastic. He was fantastic last night, uh, especially after the game. He talked to fans, took photos, signed autographs. I mean, he, he knows – uh, what is potentially at stake now with the NIL yeah. yep. once a player goes to college. So yep. they, I think players are starting to think about that maybe a little bit more in, in high school. On the court, Corey Washington is a fantastic, if you want to call him role player or third player. He had 18 points and eight rebounds Ooh. and really just um, – I don't want to say he stole the show because uh, Khalil Ware had five dunks, so wow. obviously that uh, you know that that probably stole the show. Now he's seven foot tall. The first dunk he had, I don't think he even really jumped. <laughs> uh, but he had he had sixteen points and nine rebounds, uh, six blocks, five slams. Um, I mean they're very good. They had a uh, a player come off the bench, Jacory Withers, who is a sophomore. Um, Johnny Rice became a little bit upset at the energy of his starting five, so he yanked them and put some more guys in. So Withers comes in and scores nine points in the second quarter, and they go on an 18-2 run to end the quarter and turn a 26-20 deficit. Northside was leading 26-20 about halfway through the second quarter into a 36-28 lead. Yeah. And then Washington had 10 points out of a 14-point run in the third quarter. So it it is not just the, you know, Ware and Smith show for North Little Rock. They're a very good team, and that's kind of why I alluded to them a little bit about uh, they may be the most, um, I don't know, have drawn the most attention of any team in Arkansas since the 2005 Springdale football team yeah, they, they probably are uh, now but, i know malik monk obviously got a big following but that was a player yeah this is a team. Uh, bobby yeah. portis got a lot but you know that was a player i think this is the 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 most attention a true team has gotten uh since the 2005 football uh, you know uh springdale football team wow now hey, i was very you know they they improved the 10 and 0 last night in the conference and they play Little Rock, Little Rock Central next Tuesday, which played them within 76-74 two right. weeks ago. That's right. 
That's right. After the game was over, I asked Johnny Rice about, boy, you know, you've got a big game coming up next week because they have to go to Central. He was extremely quick to point out that they've got to play Bryant first on Friday night, and Bryant played them very good the first time they played as well. So he is not overlooking Bryant and looking forward to that Little Rock Central game next week. There so they still know there's a lot at stake for them, with even with, you know, just uh, – you know, four games left in the conference. Yes. Hey, Leland, you're talking about uh, monster basketball teams. Uh, you're probably not quite as old as I am, but you can go back to the Memphis, uh, uh, West Memphis teams, uh, Michael Cage and uh, and uh, Keith Lee and that bunch in the, what, what was it, mid-'80s, uh, when they were won like 72 out of 73 games during a two- or three period you remember that team yeah I, th I think it was 79 and 80 and i think okay. they had back-to-back -back, yeah uh, undefeated seasons now cage and they lee had were a team. one year cage and lee were one year apart yeah uh but yeah. yeah that was one of them that was uh and of course you know uh joe johnson's team uh, that was very yeah. good too yep. and uh you know parkview had some good teams in through there too yes. so yep yep you know, we, we've been very, very blessed in Arkansas to have some, man, just some some fantastic basketball through the years. Well, yeah. basketball fans need to, uh, if they haven't already made their, uh, gotten their, made their ticket purchase or their reservation, they need to do that to get down to Hot Springs and catch these, uh, catch these teams down there in the yes. state finals. Uh, be well worth it. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Leland mentioned Nick Smith and Khalil, Khalil, Khalil Ware. Uh, Smith, of course, is signed with. The University of Arkansas and Ware has signed with Oregon, uh, so two big-time players. But uh, if you want to see them, you know, play their final high school game, I don't think they're not going to be there. I think they will be there. Uh, the kid from Magnolia. Uh, well, for, he's four, a four A, four A player. Four A, okay. Yeah, uh, Darian Ford. Uh, but uh, and but but a chance to get to probably get yeah. to see him too. Um, so it'll be uh, unless. Uh, Unless our boy Lane uh, Lane Taylor shoots him out uh, in, in the well, – yeah, there we'll you see. go. He's, uh, he's, he's capable. Postseason four. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, that's going to depend on the bracket. I so. think there's a possibility that they would meet in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, don't uh, don't just punch his ticket yet, but uh, there's a chance he would be there, yes. There, the there bottom is line chance. is get out there and watch some of these athletes yes, get out there before they become them. stars. Get out there. Because you're, you're going to see some of these kids on the college level, maybe even beyond. And what a treat to go out and see them in this environment – where, you know, one loss and you're done for the season. And these kids really get after it, especially in the state tournament, regional tournaments. Absolutely. So uh, basketball, of course, is not the only thing going on right now. Uh, we also this weekend have two other state uh, events. Uh, Ricky, you'll be going over to Bentonville on Saturday for the 6A state swim. That's, that's next, next week. Next Saturday. That's, oh, that's the next, next week. week. But this yeah. week is wrestling. Right. State yeah. wrestling. I'm, I'm trying to get this stuff wrapped up, aren't I? Yeah, yeah I'm moving ahead with this. You know. uh, 6A State, six, the, the state wrestling yes. tournament is this weekend in, uh, in Little Rock at the Jack Stevens Center at the University of uh, Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, the girls will wrestle on Thursday. Leland, I know you had mentioned uh, there's a girl from Van Buren that's won 100 meets. Is that correct? That's correct. And they've got another one that's real good, too. So they're. Um, their expectations are uh, are very high in Van Buren for another uh, state championship. They won it last year. They won the conference meet last week, which is kind of a you know a, a preview of the state tournament. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, the girls is actually on Thursday. Yep. I think the boys is Friday and Saturday. Right. Preliminaries or early round matches on Friday, and then the, the championship matches will be on Saturday. And we'll have full coverage of that in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, both Arkansas Democrat Gazette statewide and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Paul Boyd, uh, our Paul Boyd, will be going down on Saturday to cover the uh, the finals for the boys, and then the Democrat Gazette staff in Little Rock will take care of the girls' part of it on Thursday as well as Friday's preliminary matches for the boys. So we'll have full coverage of that this weekend. Uh, and then next weekend is the state swim and dive meet. Henry, is the dive one day swim the next? or they, That's correct. It, okay. Dive on Friday, swim Saturday. On Saturday. Uh, the 6A uh, swimmers and divers will be at Bentonville. The 5A swimmers and divers will be in Russellville. And then the 4A and below, I'm not sure where Tex they are. Texarkana, Texas. There you go. They're going to – They're hosted they're, by Magnolia. They're going to they're gonna use uh, the lake there in uh, T- Lake Texoma or something. <laughs> I, that'd be cool, though, if they did. Uh, but anyway, so that's what's going on with the swimming and the diving and also with the wrestling. And so the, the winter sports season is wrapping up pretty quickly. And uh, Henry and I and uh, Ricky, maybe you, we've been working on our spring sports schedules and things. And, uh, man, we're, we're talking in two weeks. Uh, actually, less than two weeks, a week and a half. They will start uh, February 28th. Yeah, yeah. So baseball, softball, soccer, track and field, all that. But uh, also, Henry, next weekend is the indoor state track and field meet. will be at the Randall Tyson Center in, at the University of Arkansas. So we'll have that going on as well. You know what? Everything we talk about, whether it's called podcast, yeah. I'll tell you just a bunch of yahoos sitting at the fence talking. But I think we should uh, go to Henry for our breaking news. Football never ends. Well, uh, uh, how about our coach over yeah, here? Yeah, we have we we have filled one of our our, our football coaching vacancy yes. in Harrison today. That is correct. Uh, actually, was filled last night. Uh, the Harrison School Board approved the hiring of Chris Keelan uh, as their new head football coach to replace Joel Wells. Very familiar name because he was the defensive coordinator for the Goblins for seven years before he went to Riverview. Right. Coached there for a year. Uh, led him to a respectable 5-6 and six record after being winless the season before. And he was the 3A2 Conference Coach of the Year this year. So, good uh, congratulations for Harrison on that, filling that vacancy. So, as far as I know, all of the football, football vacancies in our coverage area – our field, and uh, I think the only vacancy we have, big major coaching vacancy we have, still have out there is the Bentonville Volleyball, Bentonville <coughs> High School Volleyball Program, um, and I'm sure they'll uh, have had no shortage of tremendous applicants for that job, and they'll get that job filled pretty quickly. So that's about it for this week's show. Um, hey, I do have a yep. couple of things. Oh, throw, uh, throw it out here. One thing's a correction. Okay. Southside did defeat Springdale in girls basketball last night, 53-49. to 49. Southside had three players in double digits. Oh, that good. was their second win over Springdale this season. Did our reporter then, have uh, that wrong? Did what? Did, did our reporter have that score wrong last night? Maybe? I don't know. Well, Southside won 53-49. Oh, Southside did win. Good catch on that then. Uh, and right. then Mark Hudson, a former uh, Northside yeah. uh, super team uh, performer and uh, Oklahoma Sooner All-American, is the new head football coach at Salisaw, Oklahoma. Oh, the Black Diamonds. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I had a couple of questions for Henry. Did I see that Eureka Springs last week had consecutive games where they didn't allow a point in the first quarter? 
That is correct. And they did it once against Flippin, who was the number two seed in that conference. I know they had 80 points in the game last week, too, against somebody. Yeah, they, See, and Henry used the phrase eye-popping stat, I think, in a tweet this week. It was actually To me, this that's morning. an eye-popping stat. To hold a team or to hold back-to-back conference games, uh, teams scoreless in, in, in a quarter is amazing. But to do it in the first quarter of consecutive games is amazing. Wow. All right. The, the Highlanders getting it done on defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and they can do it on offense, too. They've had a game this year where they scored 105 points. That is some up and down the floor. That's shoot hollering and following in <laughs> yeah. the hills, ain't it? <laughs> All right. Well, Leland, you got anything else? Thank the good catch on that because I was thought I thought Walter had what? Springdale winning that game, but I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I maybe I did. Well, you know what we uh, newspaper. Well, I think yeah. the the boys. I think all that we had was the boys, and the boys did the Springdale yeah. boys did win. Okay. okay, okay, maybe that's what. It, I, I, hey, I could be confused. That would not it's be Wednesday, a surprise. Isn't it? Yeah, that I don't even. I, maybe I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I've got. You got anything else, Leland? Any other tidbits? No, Henry? we're doing. Uh, you know, it's seventy-one degrees down here. I'm great. It's still still 25 degrees less than what you like, but it's getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. I'll take it. I'll take it for February. There you go. Well, that's it then for this week's edition of Prep Riley, the podcast for Henry Apple, for Ricky Fires, for Leland Barclay. I'm Chip Souza, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.